2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: And we're back one more time. This is part two of the Who is Joe Woods segment. This is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller, and so as we kind of went through in the last segment, Joe Woods, defensive backs coach for the Broncos, led the team to the number one pass defense in the NFL 2015-2016, got the job as the defensive coordinator, did not go well, ended up getting fired with Vance Joseph after two seasons, right? Goes to San Francisco as the defensive backs coach again, leads the the secondary to the number one pass defense in the NFL they get to the Super Bowl. They lose to the Chiefs. Although, you know, you could put that on on uh, Kyle Shanahan because they blew a 10-point lead in the second half of that game. Uh, no one blows leads quite like a Shanahan. And so then you're you're looking around. You're Joe Woods. You, you have been a defensive coordinator in the NFL. You have some experience. And Kevin Stefanski comes calling. Now, one thing you can definitely say about Joe Woods is the people who have worked with him tend to want to work with him again. Right? So Dennis Allen worked with him with the Raiders back in 2014, we've talked about that extensively. Kevin Stefanski worked with Joe Woods back on the Raiders. I think Kevin Stefanski was a tight ends coach or, and he had a couple other roles during that period of time. And so clearly, people who work with Joe Woods have a tendency to want to work with him again. So that's a good thing and have a great impression, right? Right. When you're talking about a coach who you know you want to work with, that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. Like people keep saying like Dennis Allen's only hiring people he likes. I what do you want to work with people you don't like?
4: Like <laughs> That's just what happens in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. To me, it's a relationship business. Yeah, it's about who you know, and that's that's just that's everywhere though too. I mean, obviously, and, and I think you brought up a great point. It's like these other coaches obviously have a pretty high view of what you know that Brown was able to do, and I guess you, you the biggest trouble I guess you would see is that he's had some success in these stops, and it just seems to fall off after a while. But at least you know the first couple of seasons go alright. Right. Well, so, yeah, I think the, the issue you have is
3: like, okay, what's the big picture here? And is the defensive coordinator role the issue? Like, like, if he's just a defensive backs coach, he seems to excel. But when you give him a bit too much of that responsibility, it seems to fall off. And, you know, you look at what happened with the Browns, right? Like, I think things went pretty well in their first season there. But at the end of the day, it was, it was the run defense that really let that team down. And it really, you know, kind of spelled the end for... Joe Woods in in Cleveland. You know they ha- they have one of the best defensive fronts in football. There's no question about it. Miles Garrett is a star. Jadavian Clowney is really good. I think he's kind of lazy, but he's like just he could roll out of bed and and get double digit sacks in a season. Like he's that type of player.
4: Yeah, you f- you just w- wish that effort and and heart was there from him. It seems like a guy that just turns it on when he kind of wants to. Unfortunately, yeah. In this past season, they allowed. 2,300
3: yards rushing, a shade under 2,300 yards rushing. They ranked 25th in the league. And it was a big drop off, like you mentioned. Like it seems like there are diminishing returns, especially in a run defense perspective. And, you know, they were ranked ninth and 12th, respectively, in the first two seasons. And on an offensive guy's staff, like we talked about, he's the one who ended up falling on the sword, Joe Woods. You, You had to fire somebody, just not unlike, you know, you go back to the seven and nine seasons with Sean Payton, right? Like you're not firing Sean. But some, someone's got to get the ax. Like someone's, someone's got to be the scapegoat here. And, you know, that was Rob Ryan. Now, that was a good one. It probably was Rob Ryan's fault.
4: <laughs> I was going to say that example. That example. That was a good fire. Yeah.
3: Oh, right. Like it, it's not a great example, but it's the same kind of premise. It's like, okay, the head coach is going to keep his job but someone's head's got to roll somewhere, right? And so for the Saints, that was Rob Ryan. Here, I think you're looking at Joe Woods because, you know, we saw that that Browns team play in week, what was it, 15, 16, week 16? Did it seem like the defense was the issue for that team? Did it seem like the, the, the defense was what was letting them down? Or did it seem like Kevin Stefanski had a game plan as if he didn't realize that you couldn't throw? Yeah. They threw the ball 30 times in a game where, like, you could not throw the ball and, 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 like, just let Nick Chubb kind of stand there. Like, I don't think that the biggest issue with that team was Joe Woods last year. But he did, you know, the defense did struggle. And you saw a lot happen at the end of the season with Jadeva and Clowney. And there was a lot of tension and there was a lot of energy toward the hashtag fire Joe Woods and it happened. And you can't deny that he has struggled in his defensive coordinator spots. And so, If you are looking for a reason to criticize this hire, that's where you do it. You don't do it in 2014 with the Raiders. You look at how it went with the Broncos from 2017 and 2018. You look at how it went with the Browns from 2020 to 2022 and how that defense seemed to take a step back. And it was particularly in the run defense part of the equation that that it happened. And I think that is significant as you
4: go forward into this role. Yeah, for me, everything that we've been looking over right now, the early goings on wherever he seems to have landed goes well. It's just, you know, as the seasons go on, maybe he's not he hasn't lived up to that same success over the, the given time. But, man, we're heading into year one with the Saints. Uh, you also mentioned maybe he, as a defensive, quote-unquote, defensive coordinator, he's not going to be calling the plays in New Orleans. We know that's still going to be Dennis Allen. So does that attention for him – Really get diverted to where his specialty is in the secondary, which could only be, which would be a good thing, I think, for for the Saints.
3: Yeah, and, and so here's here's Anthony Walker, who is a free agent, by the way, uh, linebacker, talking about Joe Woods as his coach, and I, I think it's it's telling, kind of the 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 language he's using and and how he's talking about. Like this is a second quote from a from a guy on this team. Who who is talking up a guy who just got fired? Uh, Walker's on the Browns. He's a free agent, but yes, he's been on the Browns. Anthony Walker Jr.
4: Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, you know, I think one of the best coaches um, I've ever had before. Um, first of all, great person. You know, great, just everyday human being. Obviously, a great coach. Um, put us in positions to be successful, and we didn't get the job done for him. You know, we didn't execute well enough. And I always say, man, I'm a little biased. My dad's a coach, so you know, there's no perfect play call only perfect execution, and uh, we just didn't execute well enough.
3: Yeah, so these are two different members of his defense talking about a guy who has already been fired and saying, no, it was not him, it was us.
4: Could have easily thrown him under the bus, but they didn't, right?
3: Right. Like, they have no reason to continue to show loyalty to this guy other than the fact that it's like, yeah, we we sucked. Like, we weren't good. (laughs) And I think that's telling. And so you look at a guy who, you know, clearly DA likes – clearly people who have worked with him previously like bringing back clearly his players feel like he's doing a good job and but something's not clicking and you you wonder okay maybe uh, maybe calling the plays is is not working for him maybe taking a step back and focusing his his kind of workload a little bit will help and so that's where I think you kind of land. Now, this is a guy who has shown kind of flexibility, right? With the Broncos, they, he coached a 3-4. Um, you know, obviously a Vic Fangio-inspired scheme. With the Browns, he went he showed up on a team that had Miles Garrett, who is a very much a 4-3 defensive end. He's not going to be a stand-up rusher in a 3-4 scheme. So he had to adapt to a 4-3 under scheme. And they they did a pretty good job with that, right? Like, Miles Garrett has had back-to-back career-high seasons in terms of sacks. He's had 16 each of the past two seasons. The year before that, I believe it was 12 or 13. So you're talking about a guy who has logged 40-something sacks over the past three years. So, you know, for a guy who is focusing on the secondary, or at least that's his kind of bread and butter, The pass rush has excelled. It's the run defense that really kind of fell off. And so that's where I think you're looking with the Saints and you're saying, okay, how can we make this work? What is the vision here? And Dennis Allen kind of being that catch-all
4: at head coach, I think plays a big role. Yeah, and you mentioned the run defense. Unfortunately, that was – a spot this year with the Saints that definitely dipped a bit. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they look to upgrade there. And, and I think a lot of that's going to be, obviously, uh, up front on that D-line, which has, which has a number of free agents. But that's something that will be a huge issue if it continues, obviously, because, yeah, we're not used to that. The last couple of years, besides this one, uh, this past one, obviously, for the Saints, they've been pretty stout against that that run. Yeah, and I think that's that's something that
3: you have to fix. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I think part of that is why you go to a guy like Todd Grantham and when you're when you're hiring a defensive coordinator and I think what the Saints are looking for here is someone who can maximize their very talented defensive back room, right? Which Joe Woods has plenty of experience doing and you've seen it happen. But you also don't want to overload him in a defensive coordinator role, which has not been the situation that he has thrived in. But with the Saints, you are in this very unique scenario where he's not going to be overloaded in that defensive coordinator role because Dennis Allen is going to have so much of the responsibility on game days Todd Grantham, I would assume is going to be the defensive line coach and he's going to be the guy who you really lean on to help shore up that run defense and and really hopefully manage Peyton Turner into the type of player that you drafted and expect him to be, right? Michael Hodges is still there at the linebackers coach, assuming he's not poached for something else, right? So you have a scenario where you can put this guy into a situation that he hopefully can thrive in and it's could be a much more hospitable, kind of holistic approach to it because you, you will already have all of this in place. And so that's kind of where I see this going is I don't know if you're going to hire a secondary coach, but one way or another, you're going to expect Joe Woods to be heavily involved in the defensive backroom, and as you should, right? Like, like that is where he thrives. And hopefully that all kind of coalesces into an effective defensive coaching staff But I think that's where you ended up, right? Like you knew whoever you're hiring for a defensive coordinator is not going to be kind of the rock star defensive coordinator. And so you, you wanted to find someone who not only had significant defensive back experience, but also does understand the ropes at defensive coordinator. And that's exactly what you got in this guy. And so all that is to say, like, I think it's a solid hire. Like, I don't know what people were hoping for at defensive coordinator, but a guy who has a solid track record of putting out elite defensive back performances and also has experience as a D coordinator is only 52. It's not like he's ancient and has and has experience in all of these systems, has been to the Super Bowl twice, has been to three NFC Championship games. I don't know, guys. I think it's a solid hire, and I'm excited to see what he's able to do with this group.
4: I'm definitely curious, too, just because we're going now from Aaron Glenn, from Chris Richard, and likely to Joe Woods as your quote-unquote secondary guy and yeah that those are some pretty good names right there you know yeah and 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 like I I have a lot of questions on the offensive side of the ball
3: right like I I don't I don't know how that's gonna go I don't know who your quarterback is (laughs) I, I don't know if I trust Pete Carmichael don't need a tight ends coach but like that's what we should be criticizing but for some reason if Dennis Allen's name appears in a tweet
4: whatever the information is that follows has to be bad It can't be good. Well, I think the criticism for the offense is definitely there and fans are still bemoaning the fact that the Saints decided to retain Pete Carmichael Jr., I think. Yeah. And we haven't even gotten to who the freaking
3: quarterback is yet. (laughs) You know, the guy we didn't talk about in the first segment that we should have, and I I knew I was forgetting somebody, is Ronald Curry. Like, Ronald Curry is a guy who I could see Sean Payton calling and being like, hey, you want to be my offensive coordinator, right? And I don't don't know if you would say, "Nah, I'd rather stick in New Orleans or do whatever, but... That's a guy who I think the Saints could very much lose. And so, yeah, like I, I'm okay with the coaches they have in the building. It's the coaches that they might continue to lose that, that concern me more than that. But that's kind of my – I didn't have a ton of time to go through all the, the history of, of Joe Woods. I think we did pretty good there. But, like, I think what you do find when you, when you dive into it is impressive. And, um, you know, I'm not going to hold the Browns' failures against him as the Browns did. Because I I've watched enough Browns game to know that it's just a factory of sadness. Like good things don't happen to the Browns. So yeah, hopefully, uh, the, you know the, I think there's as much reason to think that the Saints lucked out in this in the fact that he was available than oh Diaz is just hiring a bunch of yes men, uh, which is uh, another thing that I've heard. He's he's hiring his buddies. Yeah, he's just hiring he's just hiring his friends. He's only hiring people he doesn't hate. What the hell is that? Yeah, if, if you've hung around him four games, you're in. <laughs> yeah. Four games, that's the cutoff. Anyone who's been last, they're going out.
4: But yeah, I mean, there's still a ton, obviously, that needs to unfold uh, with the coaching staff. But it's, it is curious, when you start mentioning things on the offensive side of the ball, how much can you do without knowing who the quarterback is? Or do you just adapt? Because I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to tr- approach this.
3: I agree. And so, just programming-wise, I put up a story on WWL.com today that kind of breaks down a lot of what Jeff Ireland talked about. I think that's going to be something we can get into in the Thursday episode. Assuming no other crazy news happens, because I don't know if we got into it well enough in the last episode, and we kind of talked about it. And he does say a lot of really interesting things regarding the quarterback position that I think is worth kind of diving into. So if you're if you're one of those who likes to stay tuned, stay tuned for that. Hopefully in the Friday episode. If not, that can be something we dive into on Tuesday's episode next week. When you know at a certain point this offseason, we'll stop having breaking news to talk about.
0: You think?
2: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
4: Maybe. It hasn't happened yet. Maybe, right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. With, with the what we got going on right now, there seems to be a lot that can happen between trades, releases, coaches signing. I don't know. It is really wild. Like
3: we, like we went to the offseason, like how are we possibly going to have enough content for two episodes a week? And it's just like, oh, God. Sean Payton gets traded. You fire this guy. This guy gets hired there. It's like always something. But that's it. The NFL never sleeps. But uh, that's it. That's all I got, Steve. You got anything else before we clear out?
4: No, no, sir. Just be, you know, tuned everywhere, just waiting to see what happens with this Saints squad. Because, yeah, like you mentioned, and I think we've talked about it before, and, and folks know, fans know, like there really is no off season when it comes to football. Maybe like a week or two in July kind of thing, right before training camp. I don't know.
3: Yeah, like we're going to we're going to be talking about the draft here and like it's going to show up before we know it. Ad nauseum.
4: Right, we're going to Yeah. we're going to hate the draft.
3: All right, that's it. This is Inside Black and Gold. That's the episode. Talked a lot about Joe Woods. Hopefully you got some information you didn't have already and I'm sure y'all are yelling at your phone saying what an idiot Dennis Allen. I hired him in 2014.
4: He must be bad. Hopefully, Joe Woods listens and appreciates us.
3: Yes, I'm. Re- this is really just me hoping to get Joe Woods on my side. So when I talk to him, be like, "You're that guy." No, Joe Woods won't listen to our podcast. And if he does, thanks, Joe. But I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not
4: holding my He's one of the guys that gave us the five
3: stars. Yeah, maybe he's the one star guy. I take it back. I'm gonna. I'm gonna re-record this episode because I'm
4: now. I'm now. I'm now. I'm officially gonna.
3: Assume that he's the one-star reviewer, though. but yeah, that's it. All right. Thanks, y'all, for listening. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, and uh, who dat?
4: Like it. Subscribe.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.